There is too much to read, there is too much to do My productivity is at war with my Netflix queue Read all that I could read, saw that I could see Finish the internet, wait, hold on, oh yeah, that thing The next time we hang out, I'll unburden myself My money can't rest till then Oh, it's time, it's time for oh yeah, that thing again Hello, this is Oh Yeah That Thing, the podcast where we finally get around to that thing we heard about a while ago. I'm Audrey. And I'm Pei. This is the third time we've done this. (laughs) Hopefully, it won't stop recording again. (laughs) Hopefully. Now I'm starting to feel like after our episode 10 fiasco and all of this, I'm starting to feel like technology is against us and I'm actually pretty offended because... I have a good time doing this podcast, and I'd like to keep doing it. It's very rude of the universe to keep trying to interrupt it. I agree. I think that our Hamilton conversation was actually very good. It was. And it would have been nice to put it out in the world. It would have. Uh, I guess we could have uploaded just uh, your half of the conversation, since it was (laughs) my half of the conversation that was destroyed by my computer. Um, that could have been some sort of interesting audio experiment. <laughs> no, one <wants> that. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants just me talking to myself. Well, it would be like an interactive thing where the listener can fill in the gaps that would have been me. And it's kind of like, oh, they're talking to Audrey. And that could have been fun, maybe. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I guess what we really should have done was you should have listened to my half and tried to recreate your part of the conversation. It would be like doing ADR, except a really difficult version where I don't have the script in front of me. (laughs) And you have to try and remember everything you said. Or just make up things that sound like it would be in response to what you said, or you having responded to what I said. (laughs) It would have been a weird art piece. Definitely. Or we could have gotten a bunch of different people to try and fill in. I don't know who the bunches of people would have been. but I mean, I can think of at least two people who have very strong opinions about Hamilton who probably... (laughs) We'll have to to put this in our back pocket for a future episode. The lost episode 10 might reappear in your... Or might appear in your feeds in like a year or two. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was too bad, though. I, d- I really did enjoy that conversation. I thought it went in a lot of different directions that I enjoyed. Yeah. A lot of unexpected places, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah. It's yeah. almost like uh, we're friends and, like, talking to each other or something. <laughs> almost. It's almost like that. Not quite. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're getting there. Yeah. This is... Uh, Year 20 of friendship, I guess. Maybe this is the year. I think it is, right? Uh, Maybe next year? We met in the sixth grade. Yeah, so that would be 2001, I think. Or I guess it started in 2000, sixth grade. Yeah, it started in 2000. Yeah. So yeah, it's 20 years. Whoa! That's crazy. Yeah, I don't think I thought about that till literally just now. So yeah. I was just like, oh, wow, that is a long time. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. How? Hmm. Time. Wow. What a concept. 
Yeah. I mean, as we know, it is also fake as quarantine has really, really shown everybody. Yeah, I just started a new job last week. And you would think, and part of my job is labeling the thing that I do with the date every day. And still, I just, I'm like, what day is it? I don't understand. Like, dates don't correspond with the days. <laughs> it's just like, what is time? Uh, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, yeah, the only real marker I have now is I have to go in at least once a week. Mm-hmm. But I keep forgetting. So like the night before, I start panicking, getting all my shit ready and trying to figure out how I'm going to go to bed early yeah. <laughs> when my body doesn't like it. Yeah. So I don't know why I can't remember. Yeah. It's, it's time. It's the same every week, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so we had initially planned, because we are now on the same coast, to try and record mm-hmm. our podcast in the same place in a socially distant uh covid friendly way but uh the weather Someone and allergies other <laughs> <laughs> plants <laughs> well blame it on the weather cuz the weather also caused the allergies that i thought was true illness <laughs> <laughs> and honestly bless my gp for <laughs> who who's usually a very patient woman uh-huh. <laughs> Just look at me straight through the computer screen. Like, are you sure it's not just allergies? <laughs> Take some Zyrtec, and here we are. <laughs> Hopped up on Zyrtec, and look, it feels so much better. Uh, I'm glad that you feel better. Um, I will say that I don't have allergies, and anytime I start to get sick, I'm like, maybe it's allergies, so... I don't know if that's better or worse, (laughs) but literally every time I have a cold, because it always starts with sneezes, so I'm like, oh, it must be something in the air, and then Mm -hmm. it'll last for three days, and I'll almost always take an allergy, (laughs) some allergy medicine, and it doesn't make it better, so I'm like, why do I keep doing this? Like, I don't think that I have allergies. (laughs) It's very silly. Well, I've never had, like, ear aches with my allergies before, which is, like, the real big thing. Like, my ear was what was hurting, and so I thought, I was like, is this an ear infection? Is an ear infection a sign of COVID? Is this a new sign that we don't know about yet? Remember when people (laughs) lost their sense of smell, and they're like, that's normal, right? Uh, (laughs) And apparently that can be an allergy symptom because of, like, fluid in the ear. And then I was like, well, sometimes it feels like uh, someone just jammed my ear really hard just like that's because the fluid is shifting and it like i'm like oh <laughs> well at least you're learning more about your allergies yeah i'm learning that's... more that I, I guess i have fall allergies just never noticed yeah. Yeah. or maybe i just don't dust my room enough <laughs> uh I it guess is I was outside on wednesday so yeah. Just feeling real dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? The body is a mysterious thing, and it's always up to something crazy, and you can't <laughs> always know what it's doing, so I don't yeah. blame you for being concerned. <laughs> also, yeah. there's, yeah, the whole COVIDness of it makes it yeah. totally uh, understandable, in my opinion. Yeah. This is one more. <laughs> Let's keep talking about my medical dramas, right? <laughs> uh, 
Another reason I had to make an appointment with her anyway was because, so I've been taking like the same medication since I was like 10 years old Mm -hmm. and it's been the same dosage for the last like seven years. Mm -hmm. And so I needed a refill, but all my refills were out and I was like, can I just get a refill? Because, you know, yeah. Usually I would be on top of getting my blood work done, but uh, yeah. <laughs> there's a pandemic. Yeah. So they only gave me a month, and then they're still making me go in, which is ridiculous and uh-huh. annoying. And like I, and I just, <sighs> and it, it made me not laugh, but I don't know if you listen to Baby Geniuses, the um, podcast that Lisa Hannibal and Emily Heller do, which is. Yeah. One of my favorites. But the same thing happened to Emily Heller. I'm like, why are people making us go in for these things that we've been taking for so long that like Yeah. I we don't have the symptoms of having the wrong dosage and like Yeah. But not taking it does affect us. So if you don't give me a refill. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's all uh, yeah. And I was like, wow, that's really fucked up that, that they did that to her and then it happened to me. I was like, Oh <laughs> damn it. <laughs> that's annoying. Yeah, so yeah. now I have to schedule that. Um, I also need a new glasses prescription. Ah, this year sucks. <laughs> I did do a bunch of doctor's appointments before I left LA, and it felt weird to do it, but also I was like afraid I was going to lose my health insurance soon, so I was like, let me just make sure I'm not dying real quick. And I hadn't been to the dentist in months, so I was like, mm. well, I just got to do it. Yeah. How was I mean, the by months I meant a year. <laughs> uh, it was fine. They, it's really, it's cause I, it's not, it's a dumb story. So I'm not gonna tell the whole thing, but it was fine going. <laughs> there was something that they didn't do because of the COVIDness of it, but I just got like the cleaning. Cause I, I let my dental insurance last last year on accident. So I hadn't been to the dentist in like a year and a half. Um, mm-hmm. So I really did want to get the cleaning done. So they just did the cleaning and they did x-rays and it was pretty quick. But I can't remember what <clears throat> thing that I couldn't get done because COVID was happening. But like everyone was all, they were all masked up and shielded up. And so it was like, yeah. Cool. Yeah, so it wasn't bad. Yeah, I did it a couple of months ago and was surprised by how comfortable they felt. Yeah. Because that, yeah, that was definitely, like, going to, like, the regular doctor feels a little less weird than, like, having your mouth and nose exposed Mm -hmm. (laughs) in that very specific way to people. But, yeah, it didn't feel, yeah, it didn't feel bad. Yeah. And I was happy to get my, the plaque scraped off my (laughs) teeth. It feels so nice when it's done. Yeah. It's like, oh, so smooth. Yeah. Yeah. And then if, like, you left some brushing and you start feeling the build up, you're like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm trying so hard to be good about flossing because for some reason there are certain things that I hate doing in terms of, like, maintaining myself. One is clipping my nails <laughs> and the other <laughs> is flossing. And clipping my nails I can get away with. That's fine. Like, they'll just start chipping if they get too long. But, like, I got to floss my teeth. And I feel so proud of myself every time I do it. So I always think about the rewarding feeling I feel after I floss to convince myself to floss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm such a baby about it. <laughs> <laughs> I need to buy floss. I ran out and I've been using these like 
rubber toothpick things that we have. Oh, uh-huh. Which kind of do something. Yeah. And then I have a water flosser that I just, I need to clean. Ooh. And so I haven't used it lately, but it's, I don't know. I kind of want one of those. Is it fun? It's messy. Oh, okay. Does it feel yeah. like your teeth get more clean than if you just floss with regular floss? You know, I don't know. Because, oh, okay. like, it's going to get gross, so I don't know. Maybe this is something we cut out <laughs> of the podcast. Because <laughs> you know how when you floss, you can see the gunk, right? Yeah, yeah. So you know you're getting in there. So when I do the water flosser, I expect to see the gunk when I spit out the water, but I don't. Uh-huh. So I don't know if it's just... The gunk is the same color as my sink, and so I can't see it, uh-huh. or what? Yeah. But supposedly my teeth were in pretty good shape compared to the previous time. I mean, I'm oh. never, like, I'm pretty good about my oral hygiene. Mm-hmm. So I'm never awful to the point where yeah. the one time I did have a cavity, I was incensed with my body for betraying <laughs> me. <laughs> but... I use it because yeah. I, it was a gift, and so I, I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. I don't yeah. know. Maybe I'm just hmm. doing it wrong, but just well enough that it yeah. makes make a difference. Or no. Maybe it's blasting it out so fast you just can't see it. Maybe I'm just swallowing it. There's no real good transition to what this episode is about. <laughs> no. I don't think anyone brushes their teeth in this movie. No, not that I remember. <laughs> oh, everyone has pretty nice teeth, actually, I noticed. Oh, that's weird, because I usually do notice that, and I didn't notice. Huh. One character in particular, I thought, had a, had really, really nice teeth. Well, I can't wait to find out who. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, this this episode is about the Matrix. Yeah, the Matrix. Yeah, an important cyberpunk film of nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, another um, thing that's decades old now. <laughs> yeah, it's only slightly older than our friendship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I think I was the one who suggested this one. Mm-hmm. Um, because maybe a month ago or two months mm-hmm. ago, I don't remember why my partner and I were talking about The Matrix, but I insisted that I had seen it. <laughs> I was like, I was a child. I just don't remember it, which is what uh-huh. I truly believed. <laughs> and then I started to explain the plot to The Matrix to him. And it oh, was no. the uh, the funniest <laughs> ten minute set I've ever done and will ever do in my life. <laughs> and a little part of me is sad that it is lost to just our memories, <laughs> but it is something we will share forever now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I, 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 even when I realized I was very wrong, I kept going, and it just amused me how wrong I was. <laughs> um, but even after that, I insisted I'd seen it. And then when we started watching it, I realized I was wrong. I'd never seen it. 
were you thinking of a different movie? Um, no. What I realized is that this movie is so ingrained in our pop culture consciousness, I literally mm. thought I had seen it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So that was my relationship with this movie going in. What was yours? Um, I had never seen it before, and I meant to see it for a long time. And I'd actually started to watch it once a long time ago. And by a long time ago, I mean maybe like 2011 or 2012, which is kind of a long time ago at this point. Anyway, um, I remember specifically it was like my first couple years in L.A., and I think we had had a lot of wine to drink before, and we had decided <laughs> on The Matrix to watch, and I was like, great, can't wait to watch The Matrix. I've never seen it before, which, if I remember correctly, people were surprised that I hadn't seen it. So we all settle in to watch The Matrix, and I immediately fell asleep. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I can't remember how much of it I've seen, because also watching it, I was like, this feels familiar, but mm-hmm. like I, there's so much of it, like you said, that just exists in the pop culture, culture ether that those images are probably just in my brain. So I'm sure I probably watched a little bit of it, but mm-hmm. I'm, I, most of it, at some point I was like, okay, I know I haven't seen this movie for sure but so i don't know when in the movie i fell asleep but i definitely fell asleep and did not (laughs) watch the whole thing (laughs) so yeah that's my relationship with the matrix (laughs) Uh, yeah i just i don't really i don't know who's listening to this podcast anymore (laughs) but i assume we don't need to tell you what the matrix is yeah i hope i guess just in case, uh-huh. movie from 1999, uh, cyberpunk film starring Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss and uh, Lawrence Fishburne and Hugo Weaving, and it's been parodied time and time and time again. It is, it gets considered the Wachowskis' like biggest movie. I don't know that part. I'm making would... it, but it's like what they're they're most well-known for, I suppose. I would say so. Um, and there are many sequels, and I guess there's another one coming out in a couple of years. Yeah. Which I learned this morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, th- so much of this was parodied, and I think that may have been why I thought I had seen it. Uh-huh. Because, especially, like, the bullet time stuff. Yeah. Which yeah. Maybe because I'm watching it with the lens of having seen it over and over and over and over again for the last 21 years. But it's not the best part of the movie. Yeah, and that one instance that every well, the the bending backwards, dodging the bullets moment <clears throat> specifically, it almost happened like so fast that I was like, that's it? Yeah. <laughs> and I know they use the technology, or I realized looking into it, they use that specific technology in other instances that... Um, in that movie that maybe are not as popular, I feel like that specific image is the most popular, but Mm -hmm. yeah, it just happened so quickly that I was like, oh, I expected it to be this like long lingering moment where he's like dodging the bullet for a full two minutes, but (laughs) yeah, it happened pretty quickly. It felt like. Yeah. But I did try to think about it in like the, the 1999 lens, right? When this kind of like wirework choreography wasn't really 
at least not in uh, American movies, in like yeah our action movies yet, and the technology and the method was new. So I guess yeah. at the time it definitely must have felt like whoa, how did they oh, do yeah. that? Um, and like it still looks cool. Oh yeah, definitely. It's just I found the other aspects of the movie much more interesting for sure yeah and i and i'm sure like you said it's through the lens of now and because we're so just like culturally familiar with that moment it probably Mm -hmm. wasn't like oh my god what what did they just do like watching it now but i imagine seeing it in theaters or seeing it for the first time in like 1999 or 2000 that probably was like pretty epic to see yeah especially on like a big screen too like i'm just watching it at home and still yeah it's not yeah yeah um it's really, when you were describing the movie as cyberpunk, I it's funny because I had that term in my head while I was watching the movie, but without mm-hmm. knowing what it meant or or whether or not it actually applied to this movie, I was just like, cyberpunk, <laughs> cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, I just thought that was kind of interesting that maybe that's also a thing that just like exists in my head because of pop culture without like knowing specifically what exactly that entails. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I I couldn't define it for you, but I know it when I see it, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's like porn. Yeah. And obscenities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I cannot define it, but when I see it, I know it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's, I can see why a certain sector of cishet men really attach themselves to this movie as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but yeah i don't know i guess we can jump in to the movie yeah itself. yeah we got um, some latex butt like really fast in this movie <laughs> did you say latex butt yeah yeah. <laughs> it was only like maybe five minutes in and there was Trinity's butt in latex and I was like alright yeah. <laughs> I love I love uh, action movies commitment um, to heroes wearing leather and latex and stuff because I know it's for the rule of cool it looks cool, it's shiny, it's like futuristic but no person in real life who's running around kicking and punching people wants to be wearing leather or latex That's <laughs> that's not conducive to movement <laughs> <laughs> oh i wish oh, i should have written down notes about it, but i was reading something about the costume design um but i can't remember what the reasoning was behind their look in the matrix versus the real world yeah i just kind of made up my own reasons i guess <laughs> i'm sure they were a lot of thought went into it I saw a little mm-hmm. blip of something in the Wikipedia about uh, costumes, but um, did you like the movie? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I actually paid attention the whole time. <laughs> 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 well, I, I'll I'll, uh, I'll correct myself. I in the third act when like all the really actiony stuff started, I started to lose. A, I would sometimes stop paying attention a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just a preference thing that's and i feel like that's a real problem with like modern superhero movies too like where the last act is just a bunch of action yeah yeah and um 
in the third act of this movie, while they do have like the wire work that Neo and Trinity and Hugo Weaving are doing and stuff, all like the other people are just shooting at them a lot and they find that boring. Yeah, yeah. So the choreographed parts I enjoy, but when it was just like, oh, they're getting shot at, I was like, um, yeah. But yeah, I liked it. What about you? Um, I also liked it more than I thought that I would. Um, cause I, cause I know that people really like the movie. It's almost built up a little bit. So I was expecting for it to be like at least a little bit disappointing to me or, um, mm-hmm. but I enjoyed it. And I, uh, I actually put down Candy Crush a couple times to pay attention, <laughs> like fully pay attention. I have a bad wow. habit of like, I need to be doing something else while I'm watching TV and Candy Crush is one of those things. So there were points in time where I was like, oh, I'm. I'm going to like fully look at this while it's happening and not just like 75% be watching it and 25% be playing Candy Crush. (laughs) The whole, um, I'm not really a philosophy person. So a lot of like the philosophical stuff, I, I like to hear, listen to it sometimes, but I don't really Mm -hmm. engage with it as much. And Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of how I, consumed this movie if you will like i was like oh this is this is really cool and they put a lot of thought into it and from what i gathered on like the wachowskis asked the actors to read certain books and stuff and like no surprise keanu was like into it and (laughs) (laughs) um well some of the other actors kind of struggled with it which would definitely be me yep Uh, (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I, i i mean he's cyber jesus right i guess so yeah he's come to like deliver the world from uh i lost the metaphor yeah (laughs) well he's here he's here to save humanity from the false god of this fake reality or whatever i guess i'm not yeah yeah jesus lore despite catholicism (laughs) Um, yeah. and then like uh, Trinity's name is Trinity. Yeah. He literally dies and is resurrected. True. So, and then I saw when I was reading to it, which I didn't think of, but it's also a good point that he had a virgin birth because he was grown. So it's like oh, yeah. pretty Jesus-y. And then also if you think about the fact that, cause in the... Morpheus talks about how they don't usually free adults. And if you think about him, like, living amongst the humans for a while, I guess in the sense of Jesus, he knew what he was doing, and Neo wasn't specifically doing anything while he was living amongst the people. Mm-hmm. But in a way, that's also kind of part of it. Yeah. It's also interesting watching this now compared to watching it in 1999, because, of course, mm-hmm. both of the Wachowskis have since come out as trans women Mm -hmm. and I don't know if it was intentional or not but you can kind of see connections between maybe their own Mm -hmm. of acceptance and coming out and so on and Mm -hmm. the story of Neo coming into reality and, and everything in the Matrix Yeah, and something I learned from Judge John Hodgman's podcast, and then confirmed when I looked it up uh-huh. later, um, was I guess the character Switch was supposed to be two different genders in the real world in the Matrix, about that. and so yeah, 
it might not have been, might not have been like the main point because they clearly were into like the philosophy of everything that they were talking about. Yeah, um, it's interesting to to see it with that lens. Um, yeah, and and I almost fe- oh sorry go ahead. Oh, no, that was it. Anyway. Uh, well, I was just gonna say that I was reading that when I think Lily Wachowski, and also I just learned this morning or yesterday that it's Wachowski and not Wachowski. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say it out loud. So I was like, oh, I didn't realize it was Wachowski. When she was accepting the GLAAD award for Sense8, she was saying that it was like an allegory for the trans experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And I always, uh, yes, so I'm sure that, um, that that if you watch it through that lens, it's probably not easy, but you can see where that exists in the text. Mm-hmm. Um, but also one line in particular that stuck out to me, and like as a person watching it now in 2020 and, and knowing their journey, I, um, th- when um, Neo first meets Trinity in the club, he says, oh, I thought you were a man. And she's, she says, yeah, a lot of people think that. And that, <laughs> that just kind of stuck out to me with that specific lens on my view. Yeah, I had that in my notes, too, that, where she was like, yeah, I thought you were a guy. Um, so it's, it's, yeah, and I, I think I also read a bit of that acceptance speech, too. And I think she also said something that, at least she, I don't know if, if they both do, but she enjoys this new reading of the Matrix because it means that, like, I think the phrasing was, like, that means art isn't static. Like, it, it always changes, which is very true. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's why we keep talking about things that were made centuries ago. Because, like, yeah. the, the our current experience will always inform the past and... and Likewise, anything that comes out now, it'll be very different exactly. to think about it in 10 years. And it's, yeah. it's, it's just very cool. Yeah. Agreed. Um, oh, I was not. But it was... Oh, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I was not expecting like the body horror aspect of this movie, and that really freaked me out. That was gross. The belly button thing and the mouth thing. The mouth thing in particular, because I, I have a thing about body horror, and it's... I can only take so much. And this was mm-hmm. like maybe my limit. <laughs> uh-huh. um, <laughs> and it really caught me by surprise. And it, it, it yeah, it freaked me out so much. <laughs> Would you consider the, um, the like real world human Neo emerging from his pod is also body horror? Or are you thinking just specifically about the, uh, those the moments of like the the mouth closing up and the creature in the belly button. Uh, I guess for my own personal definition of body horror, yes, like having all of the, everything mm-hmm. like connected um, all over him and like especially yeah. like the ones on his spine like really freaked me out. Um, yeah. Yeah, but the mouth the mouth was the part that that of of all the things that really affected me. It was just so yeah. That was pretty yeah. gross. <laughs> and just, just terrifying to think of what that would be like. Just suddenly yeah. not having a mouth. Yeah. Both in the, whether it was just like the skin 
just comes over and you like try to talk uh-huh. and you can't or just literally it fills up oh ah. yeah anyway um i found the uh the cipher character pretty interesting mm-hmm. i wasn't expecting him uh, expecting that aspect to the film of like the traitor and the person who wants to return to like the fake world yeah. but it kind of makes sense i can see how that would be exhausting mm-hmm. and it also that aspect of it made me think it's not exactly a one-to-one but it made me think of an episode of buffy in the sixth season um she gets like stung by this demon that kind of gives her this hallucination or not depending on how you interpret mm-hmm. it that she's not really a vampire slayer <laughs> and that she's in a mental hospital and her whole life of like being a vampire slayer and living in Sunnydale and all this stuff is just like an elaborate hallucination that her mm. brain is giving mm-hmm. her and so she keeps switching between being in Sunnydale and then being in this mental hospital where, spoilers to anyone who hasn't seen Buffy before, um, <laughs> where, like, her parents, both of her parents are still around. She doesn't have the sister that showed up randomly at some point in the show, and and they keep talking to her about all these things that she's, like, apparently made mm-hmm. up. And so at some point in the Sunnydale reality, they've made her the antidote so she can, like, settle back into that reality and stop seeing this mental hospital thing. But someone accidentally convinces her to um, to not take the antidote because she thinks about it and she's like, well, why wouldn't I want to be in that reality where, like, my mom's still alive and I never had this annoying little sister <laughs> <laughs> and whatever. So she doesn't take the antidote and she almost kills her friends in Sunnydale. But at some point she does decide, obviously, to go back to her Sunnydale life and leave the the mental hospital thing behind. And so it could be that that's actually Buffy's reality mm-hmm. Or it could be that she really is a vampire slayer. I think Joss Whedon was like, hmm, what do you think? Or whatever. <laughs> but um, I just made me think of that, like, that choice of, do I take, like, this life that I've chosen, like, waking up out of the Matrix is pretty hard. I don't get to taste steak. <laughs> I have to eat this goop and fight against machines. It would be nice to just not know that any of this is going on and live a, like, quote-unquote normal mm-hmm. life. Um, it just that aspect made me think of that. Yeah, I. There are two ways I could take this. There, <laughs> I'll, I'll go with this one, and then I'll go back to the other one. Um, uh-huh. Even in like our our real world, I can I see that like currently. <laughs> um, uh-huh. With especially right wing conservative folks who are set in this reality that they think exists and then mm. actually seeing the truth, if you will, of what the mm-hmm. system is will completely destroy that. And it is uncomfortable. And so their mm-hmm. brain resists and they just go hard the other way. It's, it's, it's yeah, a very yeah. human thing to want to find comfort and not deal with the uncomfortable realities of everything else essentially yeah Um, it's very true i mean it's not an excuse but (laughs) at least i kind of understand yeah yeah (laughs) 
Well, I would say that that side of the spectrum doesn't even try to understand the other side of the spectrum. So whatever. Yeah. Um, the other way I was going to take it was that steak looked really good. <laughs> I don't know if it's because I'm increasingly thinking more and more that like, maybe I should just cold turkey go vegetarian finally. Uh-huh. Different conversation, but just reasons. It's been on and off since I was like in high school, and maybe this uh-huh. is just the time I need to just fucking do it. But uh-huh. when I saw that steak, and I was like, mm, "God, I want to eat that so bad, though." <laughs> so it was like two steps forward, eighteen steps back. <laughs> yeah. so it just, it just looks so good. Yeah. Which, which I guess is the whole point of that scene, right? Like that's the life he wants. This lush rich literally and figuratively life of comfort where he is important yeah like an actor i think is what he said right um yeah yeah which of course the fact that he said an actor it kind of falls with the whole false importance of everything in the matrix like technology and yeah having things and having a good job and all that um mm-hmm. but damn it was just so well styled <laughs> the food yeah. styling was that's true and i think because not long <laughs> before that we had seen the like goop the nutrient goop yeah, that it they looks eat like... in the, the the real world yeah it looked like oatmeal <laughs> i thought it kind of looked like a combination of grits and cream of wheat oh so in the hot cereal family oh, still. Oh, absolutely. In the, <laughs> like, it looked maybe salted because salt is an essential nutrient, but definitely <laughs> not flavored with Mm-mm. cheese There's no butter or in that. shrimp or butter or anything else that would make it taste yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that scene I liked too. I, I thought that the, the direction that I assume that the actors got for that scene was nice because none of them hold the spoon that we would normally. Like, they all kind of held their spoons like children. Oh, I didn't notice. Or, quote-unquote, unrefined people, if you will. Uh-huh. they're just, like, uh-huh. shoveling, shoveling it in there. And it seemed uh-huh. like most of them were holding it like that. And I don't know if that was intentional because most of them were new to relatively new to being an actual human in the real world and so they had to relearn everything like when they had to like reconstruct neo's muscles because they'd they'd atrophied and everything yeah um (laughs) yeah or if it was just to show that like that sort of refinery quote-unquote of how to hold silverware is pointless and stupid so if you just learn how to eat it doesn't matter how you hold a goddamn spoon um but also in that scene is the person who I thought had a very nice smile, which was Tank. Oh, he was adorable. Yeah. He, he had a great smile. <laughs> great teeth. <Yeah. laughs> so there's the reveal if you were waiting for it, unless we cut that part out. In which case, probably for the best because it's a little gross. <laughs> um, yeah, I liked... Uh, I The whole crew I, I liked overall. Yeah. Surprisingly diverse. Um, yes. Yeah, especially thinking of a 
movie in 1999. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, I honestly thought Lawrence Fishburne was the only black person in this movie, and I was very wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, also, this is only sort of related, and I just lost it. Um, oh, no, I'm sorry. Oh, no, okay. For some reason, I don't know why, but when they were going to the Oracle, I was like, it's going to be Tilda Swinton. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that. I was like, I'm not going to look it up. I think she's in this movie. <laughs> it seems like if they made this movie now, Tilda Swinton would be in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of... I don't really know Tilda Swinton's career very well, if I'm honest. So I don't know where her career Neither was did at I. in 1999. Um, yeah. But I like that the Oracle was just kind of presented in this kind of just like very comforting. She's your aunt. Here's a cookie kind of way. Yeah. Cause they really could have gone big with it. I, I did. Cause I think of Tilda Swinton as this, like this sort of alien who is gracing us with her presence mm-hmm. on earth. Cause she has that vibe. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I feel like if I were making the casting list for, and I didn't read the script and they were just like, we need someone who could be an Oracle. I'd be like, Oh, Tilda Swinton. Mm-hmm. Like she just has that vibe, but I think that it matches more what they did. And also with like the drabness of the reality of the matrix, mm-hmm. it kind of makes sense. And not that that lady was regular, but in a sense, like you said, she is kind of like normal and relatable mm-hmm. and she's not like sitting on some giant throne mm-hmm. with crystal balls all around her or anything yeah. like that. So I kind of liked going that way with the Oracle. Were those children, like, training to be the next Oracle? Was that the deal? I think they were all, like, potential ones. Like, they were all potentially the one, and so they were there for the Oracle to be like, you're the one, or you're not the one. But it looked like they were training, and they were all children, which is interesting. Or maybe that's the point. Yeah. That they wake children that they think will be. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There was definitely, like, this movie also kind of reminded me of Inception. Also not a Mm one-to-one, but just, like, the layers of reality. And also there were were things that they didn't fully explain where I was kind of like, how does that work? But then I was like, I guess it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Like, in Inception, they never talk about how the dream thing works. It is also, like, who cares how that works? (laughs) Like, you just buy it because they tell you to. And that's what also I was with like the phone thing. I was like, why do they have to call to leave the matrix? I didn't fully understand it, but I was like, I don't think this is something I need to like understand or dissect to get the movie. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just like the levels of reality and waking up into like these things that I don't know that also just kind of triggered that's about Inception, which is a movie that I very much like. <laughs> that one I know I've seen. <laughs> I saw it at my mother's house. <laughs> Okay. We'll talk about what you think the plot of Inception is later. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, This is a a total aside. I told my mom not to watch that movie, even though she loves Leonardo DiCaprio, because I was like, that movie's just going to make you mad. Because she's a very, like, (laughs) logical person. So when things get Uh a little too weird and they don't get explained to the T... Uh-huh. She, oh, she she's like, wouldn't like that. That makes no sense. So I was like, don't watch it. I don't know if she ever did, 
but I told her not to. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, like, I don't think it'll work. Um, yeah, and sort of to your point of everything not being over-explained is the fact that the Oracle tells him he's not the one, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's not explained how it is that he actually is the one anyway. Because it yeah. doesn't really matter. Because there's so many ways you could interpret what she said. One, it could just be he wasn't the one yet. And what would yeah. determine if he's the one was whether or not he decided to go save Morpheus. If he decided not to, he wasn't the one. It would be someone else. If he decided mm-hmm. to, then he became the one. So it's kind of like that mm-hmm. thing about how, in general, folks who can see into the future, it's not just one future, right? They can see multiple futures, and it all really depends mm-hmm. on what people do. Yeah. And so that's kind of what I took from that. Yeah. If, yeah, it's like a form of predicting the future that takes into the account. It's like, because I feel like there's the the predicting the future where there's like fate and no matter what you do, you're going to end up at that mm-hmm. point. But then there's like, oh, if I'm looking at the current path you're on, this is where you're going to end up. But if you do something different, mm-hmm. well, you have to come back to me because then, then we'll see where you're going to end yeah. up. And that yeah. reminds me a lot, like, I don't think you watch Steven Universe, right? I've watched a good. I've watched all that's on regular Hulu, and I'm waiting for them to put uh, the most recent season yeah. up for me to watch. Maybe I can be my password so you can watch it because it's so good. Um, but yeah, that's how Garnet's powers work. Like she sees uh-huh. all the paths, but she doesn't know which one you're gonna pick, and she doesn't yeah. tell you if she if she doesn't want to influence your decision. She lets you, yeah, do it. Um, and sometimes she's surprised, which is interesting. Yeah, that weirdly, and I might be thinking of it wrong because I need to get, I need to watch the show again, but I feel like there was an episode of So Weird that had something to do with, not necessarily, it wasn't really about predicting the future, but it was the idea that every time you made a different decision, Mm -hmm. it kind of like, almost like a timeline split where there's a version of you that goes off to do the thing that you didn't decide to Mm -hmm. do, and then you go off and do the thing that you've decided to do if i'm explaining that right yeah i understand what you mean i don't yeah i stopped my so weird rewatch which is a good reminder to restart but i can't remember i feel like i've already seen all the episodes i remember (laughs) yeah (laughs) that might have been and also might have been when the blonde girl came around i can't Uh, exactly remember yeah yes sorry i was in love with fee so i was upset when annie was showing up (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> my little 12 year old heart was like no but why does he yeah. have to go to college or whatever the hell it was <laughs> yeah that other guy dropped out uh, why can't she yeah. um oh so the pills were just nyquil and dayquil right They did kind of look like they sent the PA to CVS to like <laughs> just grab some different color capsules and come back. Yeah, it, like, <laughs> maybe they put more thought into the colors and everything, but the because of the lighting, it makes the green look blue and the orange look red, right? But that's just yeah. what I thought. And they're like, well, maybe they had to make it the red pill so that because if he took the NyQuil, he'd get sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> And if you take NyQuil, you fall asleep and go back into your fake reality, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. That scene was interesting, not just because of the pills thing, but 
watching it now, of course, knowing what happens. That the glass of water on the table between the chairs felt like, like the gun at the beginning of the scene. You know, like it's like, oh, I know, I know, it's gonna get used. <laughs> Just such a weird yeah. thing about a fucking glass of water, right? Uh, yeah. But that's that's what I was thinking, and I liked the um, the use of the glasses. Of, not just in the scene, but in the movie in general, to like show the two different paths yeah. of Neo's decisions. Oh like, yeah, and when he had the blah, 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 blah. words, um, <laughs> and just like I guess mirrors in general, because there's like the goopy mirror too that like heals yeah. itself when he first takes uh, the pill, and mm -hmm. but yeah, but those glasses are stupid. <laughs> the, the sunglasses the little like pinch them on the nose glasses oh those yeah those are dumb right <laughs> I, thought, I thought all of the sunglasses looked really ugly i think sunglasses in like the early 2000s just look atrocious so i know they awful. were supposed to look cool but they looked <laughs> they looked cool but they still look that was like the shape is like so unflattering to everybody yeah, i agree like i i mean i feel like you and i are both like larger sunglasses that actually cover your eyes so mm -hmm. that they can actually help you, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like my my partner has these older sunglasses that are like little tiny ones, and then I eventually I just bought him <laughs> different ones <laughs> as a gift. He liked them though, so it worked out. <laughs> I was just like, I just he, he didn't really like the other. A ones. kind suggestion. But he to switched things. Up. In my defense, he said he just used them because he had them, not necessarily because he really really okay. liked them. Gotcha. And so the like, here are ones that make you look like Roddy Piper and they live. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that, that style yeah. of glasses just is not for me or anyone. Mm -mm. No, I don't think so. <laughs> but there but to your point about reflections and mirrors and stuff, there was a lot of use of reflections and I did like a lot of the times when they would like use the the reflection in the sunglasses mm -hmm. to show what was going on in the scene. It, it always looked pretty cool. Yeah, it held up pretty Even well. Even if the sunglasses look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the style of, I mean, I guess it had to look, like, futuristic, right? Which is the whole point. You couldn't have, yeah. like, big Buddy Holly-style glasses on. <laughs> 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 you couldn't have Ray-Bans. They were too distinctive. Yeah, so, yeah. It makes sense. And yeah. there is something very futuristic about things you put on that don't require like handles arms arms yeah they're called on glasses not handles i guess I are they their glasses arms because they're like <laughs> that's so funny i mean I, I think you're right but hugging your face <laughs> um cause it, cause um, i think of like um eye patch like future eye patches in futuristic movies too they're always just like stuck on there yeah that sounds yeah. Wouldn't you have to be like a little bit squinting or like holding it in there, or do they, or is it made for your eye socket so it just like fits in your eye bones? <laughs> I assume the latter. Or not eye bones, but brow and cheekbones. What? Yeah, eyes <laughs> don't have bones. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> the bones that support your eyeball. <laughs> I assume that they like, if it were a real one, they would shape it to your eye. Cause that's what that's how a monocle works, right? You're not always like 
like making an effort to hold it in your face, right? Oh no, a monocle you do have to like hold it. Oh, you do? Yeah. That's what? why you don't wear it all that the time. That seems so Oh, it's just to like look at something real quick and then Exactly. Oh. And so sometimes you like at least in like movies and shit you see people hold it up rather than like stick it in their eye, right? Oh, I guess so. Unless you're the mayor from Powerpuff Girls, in which case you're always wearing a monocle. <laughs> I feel like... Did you Have you watched The Umbrella Academy? I have not. Oh, I think that one of the characters wears a monocle, but now I, I don't know if he wears it all the time. Probably doesn't. Yeah. I had one in college because, of course, I did. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh... gifted to me along with a fake pipe. Because, of course. <laughs> nice. Very nice. Uh, um, can we talk for a second about the awesome fight choreography? Oh, yeah. I'm surprised we've talked this song we actually haven't. <laughs> As we've established, I really appreciate some fight choreography. And I really loved the, like, training... In the dojo? Fight between Morpheus. Yeah. yeah. That was really cool. And also because, as far as I could tell, for the most part, it was Lawrence Fishburne and Keanu mm-hmm. Reeves doing it. And, which isn't to say that it's not impressive when a stunt person does mm-hmm. it. Um, it's just, like, they're actors and their main job is to, like, learn the lines and act them in front of <laughs> the camera. And so it's just impressive to me to take, to have to learn those extra skills on top mm-hmm. of it. Especially because people train for years and years to to do those things properly and look good prop look good doing it, um, and I'm sure they that there's people that could probably pick things apart about it, whatever. That if you're like a martial arts person, but I thought it looked incredibly impressive. Like the speed that they were doing it was pretty cool, mm-hmm. and I, I just thought it was uh, that was one of my favorite scenes. Oh no, I agree. I I enjoyed that very much, and not just the fight, but like the whole how it came together. One, I thought it was very mm-hmm. funny that he woke up and said, I know Kung Fu. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so that, that was the impetus of this fight. And then just like uh... that, I'm not one of these people, but I guess it, that it's a fairly common thing for people to want to watch a real fight. Right. And so yeah. when they run into like the break room or whatever, like, Morpheus and Neo are fighting. You're like, what? Yeah. (laughs) And like watching it in the code or whatever. Um, Yeah. That was, and and that's what I mean. Like that kind of stuff, totally into in this movie. Once there's too many guns at Mm -hmm. the end, it's like, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's not as impressive. Like watching hand to hand combat, it just looks, I don't know. There's something about it that, implies skill and practice mm-hmm. and it's interesting to look at and and like just watching someone like spray bullets all around is like not <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. saving grace is like when they had the the wire work in, in that last act like walking on the walls and all that stuff yeah um, yeah also they looked good in that part yeah yeah <laughs> I was like, I don't love Lawrence Fishburne bald, but <laughs> <laughs> put some pips on in leather, and okay. 
Yeah. You got some leather thigh holsters on, people? All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, everyone looked really good in the yeah. movie. Um, the choreography. I have not seen as many Asian action movies as other people. Um, but from mm-hmm. my understanding, the choreographer of this movie was like a well-known um, martial arts yeah. Chore- fight choreographer. Um, yeah. Which I thought was cool that they actually yeah with an expert. <laughs> um, yeah. Which is always nice. <laughs> Probably why it looks so good. <laughs> um, I thought this was the same year as Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, but I guess that was the year after. Oh, okay. Um, I've never seen that movie. I haven't either. I guess we can put a pin on that Is one. Is that? Yeah. Is that the one with Tom Cruise or anything? Oh, uh, no, that's Last Samurai. Oh, okay. I okay. Tiger, uh, Hidden okay. Dragon was the one, um, like, the, the really famous scene I can think of is they're having the fight in the trees, and they're doing, like, a lot of wire work, so they're, like, running on the branches and stuff. Oh. I don't know if I've ever seen that. Anyway, I brought it up because of the similar. Yeah. Wikipedia called it wire foo, which. Yeah, I saw feels that. wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but this wire based martial arts, because I don't know specifically what kind it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess that was already like. I don't know if it was established, but it wasn't in, definitely in any American movies. So, oh okay, it was like a new thing for that. Yeah, for our. Yeah, for our us, nation, not for like everything. Yeah, like most things. <laughs> it was new <laughs> to us. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, apparently, Keanu Reeves had had some sort of like s- spinal fusion surgery before he did this movie. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> And he's so, so they're like, so Neo doesn't do a lot of kicking in the movie. I'm like, these, sometimes I'm like, actors are crazy. Just like, take broken. Like, take the time to recover and then come do this like physically demanding role where they're like putting you in wires and like flinging you all around and stuff like that. And also, like, he lost 15 pounds for that scene. Within the pod where he like where he wakes up in the real world and ah. and had his whole body shaved and I that's I was like that's commitment because that was like a couple scenes that you had to do yeah. <laughs> where you looked like that. That must have been like the last yeah. thing they did in that case. Probably, yeah. That's uh, funny because when we were watching it, I was trying to figure out or I was musing about what order they had to film all this. Like, did they film all the real world stuff first because he had hair Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then went backwards and that seems to be uh, yeah probably yeah yeah. maybe he had like a one of those bald caps on i don't know no no he he shaved his body and lost the weight and then but then i think on the flip side of that there was one actor who they offered the agent smith role to and he was like no thanks i don't want to move to australia (laughs) And I was like, you don't have to live there for the rest of your life. Also, like, you don't want, like, a free to live in Australia for free for a few months? Why Who not? this fool? 
I thought that was so funny <laughs> that that was the reason he didn't want to yeah. be in the movie. Maybe he had like a really bad experience in Australia. <laughs> I, just, I saw that, uh, I guess Will Smith said he'd been offered the part for Neo and he said no and did Wild Wild West instead. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Wow. I watched, he has like a, <laughs> he has a YouTube channel and I watched like a three minute video. It was like, why I turned down the matrix. He said he, the way it was pitched to him, they, that the Wachowskis just told him about the bullet time and he was like, huh? And didn't get it. So he was like, no, thanks. I'm going to do wild, wild west. And then it was like, and then he acknowledges that that was not he was like, it wasn't, probably wasn't the best choice, but, like, I probably wasn't the right person for the role. Like, Keanu Reeves w- d- did a lot better than I would have ever done. He's like, I would have ruined The Matrix. Yeah, it is, <laughs> it is hard to think of anyone but Keanu as Neo. Both just because, yeah, obviously it happened, so it's always, yeah, it's hard to imagine something that doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he does do a I'll... great job, honestly. Like, yeah. There's a slight Ted nature to his acting when he's Thomas Anderson, and then mm-hmm. like the change in his character. Like it, I don't know. He just. I feel like before this, people didn't really take Keanu seriously, right? I feel like not, but I. I also don't. I haven't seen a lot of Keanu Reeves stuff, to be totally honest. I was trying to think off the top of my head what he'd done bef- immediately before this, but the last thing I can think of is Speed, and which was 1994, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, mm-hmm. But he must have done something between Speed and The Matrix, but I, I can't think of. If only there was a way for me to look this up. <laughs> if only there was some sort of like movie database or something like yeah, that. What a... Um, they also had offered Janet Jackson the role of Trinity, which I think Harry Ann Moss did a great job, but I also could see Janet Jackson doing Trinity. I think that mostly based on the screen music video, (laughs) like, yeah, she could wear leather. She look great. (laughs) Yeah. I think she like, she apparently was like pretty bummed to have to turn it down, Mm. but yeah. Uh, that, I did not know. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, here it is. Oh, Parenthood was 1989. I definitely thought that was the 90s. Okay, Point Break, 1991. I still haven't seen Point Break. I enjoyed it. And I also haven't seen Face Off. He's in that too, right? Uh, no. no. He's not in that. Oh. Oh, it's John Travolta and... Nicholas Cage. Oh, Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. Nope, Cage. okay. Uh, Patrick Swayze is in Point Break. Okay, I'm getting it all jumbled. Uh, all right, did Dracula, which is not, not his best. <laughs> Speed, Johnny Mnemonic, Chain Reaction, a bunch of things I've never heard of, and then The Matrix. So yeah, I feel like The Matrix. Oh, is... okay. His like star making moment. I guess so. Like the turn. Yeah, and is it also because I mean Speed is kind of an action movie, but is it like? Because I feel like Keanu does, like, more action-y stuff now with, mm-hmm. like, the movie about the puppy. What's that called? <laughs> John Wick. Yeah. I just love that description. You know the one about the puppy? 
which I still haven't seen. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like he does kind of actiony things now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, just do, or maybe not totally. He did do a few romantic comedies, like The Lake House with oh, yes. Sandra Bullock. Was that also with Sandra Bullock? Okay, yeah. Um, Was he in Speed 2? I don't know. Um, okay, so the things I think I've seen Keanu in, I've se- I think I've seen Bill, Bill and Ted. Uh, I've seen Always Be My Mandy, <laughs> and I think The Matrix, and that might be all the Keanu things I've ever oh, seen. I, I haven't seen everything since, but I've seen plenty of Keanu. I've seen all three Bill and Ted's uh, multiple times. Uh-huh. Even the new one multiple times. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, he's not in Speed 2. Oh, but Sandra Bullock is. I don't know. I didn't look up Speed Two. I was just looking at his IMDb. Oh, but I've I have seen part of Speed, so I haven't seen the whole. I haven't sat down and watched the whole movie, but I've seen parts okay. of it. I've definitely seen Speed. Uh, I've seen Constantine and Constantine. Replacements. Don't know what that is. I saw that new one he did with. Um, Winona Ryder. Oh, the wedding thing? With, oh, I wanted to watch that. <laughs> it was interesting. I I enjoyed it, but I don't know if I'll, I'll watch it again. Yeah. But yeah, it was... They're both terrible people. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh... I guess I have seen parts of Keanu, and I guess he voiced the cat. Oh, the movie yeah, Keanu. The movie Keanu. Yeah, I was like, you've seen parts of Keanu, what does that mean? <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> I have seen that, I didn't realize he voiced the cat. And then all the... I don't remember the cat talking. <laughs> um, and then all the John Wicks, which you really should watch. Oh, okay. As someone who likes fight choreography, like, John Wick movies are made for you. Okay, cool, I have to check yeah. it out. Um, yeah. And then, speaking of, like movie people in the movie associated with the movie have you seen other wachowski stuff good question i huh i feel like i must have because they've made a lot surprisingly i've never seen bound even though it's like a super important lesbian movie but i've never even heard of it (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that's the movie from what I was reading on Wikipedia, so, you know, Green Assault, whatever. I guess they sold three scripts and Matrix, Bound, and another one that I can't think of right now were three, and they made Bound first, and, Mm -hmm. like, the critical success of Bound was what... They were like, okay, fine, we'll actually make this Matrix movie you want to make. Yeah. Um, But... Yeah, I'm pulling up their. Do they always work together, or? No, I was just reading that they're starting to work separately now. Cause with Sense Eight, they did the first season together, but then I think Lana kept doing the second season in the movie, and then I think Lily is like doing a TV show now, and then only Lana is doing the fourth matrix so they're like starting to do their own things now i okay i'm on mm-hmm. lana's imdb right now 
Oh, V for Vendetta. Okay, I've seen that. I've never seen it. Speed Racer, that's right. We were talking about that yesterday after I watched that it. Either. I enjoyed Speed Racer a lot, actually. <laughs> even, yeah, I haven't seen even it. Even though it's like total 100% CGI, pretty much, <laughs> which is my bad. Yeah. I, I, uh-huh. It's fun. I don't know. Uh huh. I've been, I've been told to watch Cloud Atlas. I know it didn't get uh, great reviews. I don't think, mm-hmm. but one of my friends is like, "You should watch it. It's I think it's pretty good." Uh, but what of theirs that I have seen mm-hmm. that I that is it isn't like the best thing in the world. But I really enjoyed the first season of Sense Eight. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've seen Sense Eight, mm-hmm. but it. I actually had to start it a couple times. I think it was the second time when I finally watched it. Like, the first couple episodes, it really takes a while to get into it. But once you get in, it's very, like, it's really fun, and um, it's, like, a cool concept. Like, that kind of makes you think of The Matrix. Like, they obviously have some, like, really cool, like, sci-fi ideas. Um, And just superficially, everybody... In the, of the main cast is gorgeous. It's <laughs> like all such good looking people, and sometimes the dialogue is clunky, and sometimes it's a little bit like a little bit preachy, where you're like, "Oh, you don't need to tell me that," mm-hmm. but I understand why. But it's yeah, I, I really I watched the whole thing, but I most especially liked the first season. Cool. Yeah, I'd heard good things about it. Yeah. I just there's so much to consume. No, yeah. There really is. Oh, we never—we haven't really talked about too much about what the what the movie looks like and the styling of the movie. Yes, I liked the two different lightings, of course, the real world and the Matrix, and I Mm -hmm. really dug how. Because it, I, I really like Toulouse Lautrec's paintings, and I felt like they have a very similar aesthetic to the real world, or the Matrix, where it's like green and okay. everything looks kind of, everyone looks ill, even if they're not. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> like So to me, I guess the whole reason it was green is because of the coding or whatever, but to me, I, I like mm-hmm. that parallel between the Toulouse Lautrec artwork and, and this, where it's just like, life is happening but it's not good <laughs> yeah yeah um and then i'm a big fan of post-apocalyptic knitwear <laughs> <laughs> because when the world is coming to an end one you can't make latex by yourself uh-huh <laughs> what can you make you can make yarn and knit stuff. Yeah. <laughs> do I enjoy a nicely placed dropped stitch on a sweater? Of course I do. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was very... I wish I could... F- I was trying to find it, but I, I wish I could find the costume designer's reasonings for, like, everyone's specific outfits. Because she had, like... Mm-hmm some sort of reason to want to put Trinity in latex other than people look hot in latex, I guess, which is yeah. the general <laughs> feel for, for this. And like, yeah. When I think of like rave clubs and think, I do think of like latex court 
or pleather corsets and stuff like that. So it, it fits the aesthetic yeah. for sure. Um, I don't know. That's, I guess that's all I really have. There wasn't that much to say. <laughs> yeah, well, in terms of the visual look, it weirdly reminded me of the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> <laughs> Only just because of, like, the tint. I think the tint in the Fast and the Furious is more yellow, mm-hmm. but they're... But it, for some reason, visually, it just, like, sparked um, some sort of uh, connection for me between those two movies. I'm not sure. Well, I mean, they're two completely different yeah, movies. So. <laughs> but, for yeah, for some reason, it made me think of just, like, the... It's clear that someone went and, like, put their little filter <laughs> over it, so it just... <laughs> Yeah. No, I, I see exactly what you mean. Yeah, Fast and Furious has that, like, vaguely brown-yellow filter that makes you think, California! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I was trying to find... I didn't... Switch was the only one in white in the Matrix. And oh. it seemed like there should be some reason why. Yeah, there must but be. I didn't find any, and I could not think of one. Yeah, because Switch isn't doesn't play the biggest part, really. So mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know if it was just for visual distinction because Switch was blonde. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Just... Yeah, because I guess everyone else is pretty dark haired or no haired, yeah. right? I think so. Yeah. And yeah. then I couldn't tell. But Hugo Weaving's suit had, like, a yellow lining, and I was trying to see if any of the other, what are they called? Agents? Agents? If all the other agents had, like, a special lining or not, but they didn't fight as much, so their, like, jackets weren't flipping around as much as his were. Yeah. Um, Huh. Oh, you paid attention a lot more than I did. (laughs) Maybe it was 50-50 Candy Crush and watching Um, but even if it was different, like, I don't know if, if yellow has a significance or anything, or if it was just, this looks cool when, like, the jacket goes, whew, which is also possible. Sometimes it's just, yeah. this things look cool. Um. Yeah. I, and of course, I think I already mentioned the, the thigh holsters that, like, Neo and Trinity wear at the end. I'm like, I'm into this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I didn't recognize Hugo yeah. Weaving at first. I did because I think I was re- reading recently that he wasn't going to do it, do the fourth Matrix movie, okay. and then people were talking about how he really likes to leap a franchise because I think he might have said that he didn't want to do any more Lord of the Rings movies, mm-hmm. and then um, he was the Red Skull in the first Captain America movie, and when they were like hey, come back and do one scene in Infinity War. He was like, no thanks. Um, (laughs) And I feel like there was... Was there something else? uh, Maybe I'm... I think that might have been it. But I just thought it was kind of funny that Hugo Weaving was like, I've done those characters enough. Stop asking me. I'm not doing (laughs) it. I'd like to do something else, please. Um, Yeah, yeah, it was funny. He came on the screen and I literally asked, so has this guy done anything else? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was like Hugo Weaving. I was like, ah, that is him, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. I just I, I think I've only seen him in Lord of the Rings, where he has a very distinct elf look, right? And then it has the yeah. red skull, which I didn't realize was him. You can't see his face. <laughs> so uh, so no. yeah, I don't know. I just didn't recognize him. 
first. Yeah. He does kind of have like a... He does kind of have an evil face. <laughs> I can't remember what he looked like in Lord of the Rings, and I think he was one of the good guys, but there's something kind of like vaguely evil about his face. Is it his eyes? Well, you can't see his eyes in this movie, though, so... It might be his mouth. I think he kind of has like a downturned mouth, which is not yeah. evil, but it but it could be evil. <laughs> Maybe it looked evil because they made know. him keep his lips chapped. They're like, you get no chapstick. <laughs> <laughs> no chapstick for you, Hugo Weekend. Uh, no. I would say that evil people probably are too busy being evil to put on chapstick. I don't know. I'll have to ask the next evil person I, I, I know. Do you use chapstick? <laughs> uh, oh, I forgot that at the beginning, when the people come to... I think I, I honestly missed what they were coming to get because I was writing something down, um, which wasn't even important because I didn't mention it. But when he's in his apartment and that group of ravers, I guess, come... Yeah. Like, I very instantly noticed the classic white girl wearing <laughs> piercings and neck jewelry from other cultures with zero connection or explanation at all to anything. It's like, okay. Uh... And, like, especially the, I mean, obviously the one girl had the, the neck rings, right? And then... Mm. Which that in particular I haven't really seen get appropriated. Um, but the the girl with the piercings, it definitely reminded me of like, I think around that time too, it was like Gwen Stefani's piercings for some reason. I don't remember if she did like the nose oh. to the ear chain, but she there was the era when Gwen Stefani was doing like the... Oh, she was wearing the, the bindi, the bindi and, I think it's called? Yeah. yeah. Just, the the alt girl really being into like African and Asian stuff what? and just doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like this this checks out for what would what people would do. Yeah. 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 It's a little later in her history, but remember she had three I think they were Japanese girls following her around. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were the, the Harajuku Harajuku girls. era. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now she's with that country star man. She's had quite yeah. the evolution. She sure has. I don't like that guy. I don't know anything about him, but he looks the annoying. The only thing I know about him is he plays country music, which is not bad. That's just what I know. Mm-hmm. The bad thing I know yeah. about him, and the reason I don't like him, is... Uh, apparently when he's driving on like a long stretch of highway out in like the empty areas of the country if there's like a Uh turtle or another animal on the side of the road he apparently intentionally tries to run it over why he's a dick i don't even know i feel like i heard the story and i don't know if it's actually true but i saw his face and i was like (laughs) you know what i believe it and (laughs) that has painted my picture of this man whose name i don't even know forever (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh. well we watched the thing yeah we watched the matrix and we liked it and it was cool 
don't yell at us if we got things wrong. <laughs> Please. We try. We're 20 years we, late. We enjoyed it. That's that's all. <laughs> Thanks for getting around to listening to this episode. If you have a thing you'd like to suggest, you can send us an email at oyeahthatthing at gmail.com or use the contact form on our website, link in the description. We're at oyeahthatthing on both Instagram and Twitter, so follow us there if you want to see what things we check out between episodes. Our logo art and design is by Rola. Our theme song is by Kate. Um, and we'll have links to their socials in the description as well. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next one. Bye. Bye. Uh, yeah, we can just do it again. Okay. Third time's the charm. (laughs) 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 Famous last words. All right. (laughs)